What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to the Pomp Podcast, simply the best podcast out there. Now let's kick this thing off. Zach Prince is the co-founder and CEO of BlockFi, an asset management firm specifically built for crypto investors. I'm an investor in the business. I'm a big fan of Zach, and it's incredible what they've built so far. In this conversation, we discussed everything from the Bitcoin reward credit card that they recently launched to how BlockFi is doing, regulation, and what their future product roadmap looks like. This conversation is packed with information, so I hope you enjoy it. But before we get into this episode, I want to quickly talk about our sponsors. First up is Mode. UK Bitcoin investors, listen up. Mode is an app that allows you to buy, earn, and grow Bitcoin effortlessly. Not only is it an easy and safe way to buy and hold Bitcoin, Mode also allows you to pay and receive up to 10% Bitcoin cash back for free from its growing list of online partner brands. For a limited period of time, Mode is offering 0% trading fees on all Bitcoin buys and sells. That's right, you can buy and sell Bitcoin and pay no trading fees. The offer ends at the end of this year, so hurry up and download the app now. I have to say, personally, I think the company behind this app is very, very impressive. They're an FCA registered. They're listed on a public exchange in both the LSE and the OTCQB market here in the U.S. They choose to hold Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Big deal. They were the first U.K.-based company on publicly traded to hold Bitcoin on their balance sheet. And they are also piloting a Bitcoin payroll product to pay U.K. employees in Bitcoin. So if you are in the U.K., I recommend you go check out Mode right now. Their app's available on the App Store and the Google Play Store. You can download the app now and start buying Bitcoin with 0% trading fees today. If you're not in the UK, go check them out on the public stock exchange as well. Next up is MyBookie. Cryptocurrency is the future, so don't get left in the past. You can bet with MyBookie and you can get in the game now. To get you kickstarted with crypto, you can use promo code POMP to double your first crypto deposit at MyBookie. The best part is that MyBookie accepts well-known cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and others, so you can bet and withdraw with crypto. The NFL playoffs are around the corner, and this week, the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will face off in a potential Super Bowl preview. Both teams sit one win away from earning the top spot in their respective conference, but in this high-stakes game, bet the Bucks money line. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code POMP. Head over to MyBookie today, place your bets, and watch the sparks fly with UFC 269 as well. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Just go to mybookie.website today. Last but not least, if you are looking for a job in the cryptocurrency industry, whether you're coming from the finance world, the technology world, wherever you're coming from, if you're looking for a job, make sure that you go to pompcryptojobs.com. Pompcryptojobs.com. We've got hundreds of open roles there from the industry's top companies. There's been over a couple hundred people that have already been hired this year. One company's hired almost 40 people this year off pompcryptojobs.com. So if you're looking for a job, go to pompcryptojobs today and you will find the best open roles that you have to offer. All right, let's get in this episode. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Anthony Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of him and the guests on his podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. 
but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Zach, what's going on? Um, good to see you, man. Good to see you as well. I've got two of my brothers, Joe and John, here. One of them is having a little issue today. He's eating a whole buffet and got coffee falling out of his mouth. I don't know what's going on, but... uh you got a whole bunch of stuff uh, happening. Let's first talk about the credit card. Uh, I've probably told everyone on this show a million times about the credit card. Maybe they hearing it from you would be better in terms of how it works. Yeah, sure thing. So, I mean, <clears throat> if you've been living under a rock and haven't heard, we're you know we were the first company in the world to launch a Bitcoin rewards credit card. This is it right here. I'll see if I can get a little clink sound. You know, it's a nice metal card. Um, this is the world's first card that lets you earn Bitcoin instead of regular cash back or airline miles. So uh, you get three and a half percent cash back on in Bitcoin for your first 90 days of having the card, one and a half percent cash back uh, on every purchase after that. And there's a bunch of other benefits across the platform. You get uh, rebates on your trading volumes. You get higher refer a friend bonuses. Um, and actually right now through the end of the year, we're running a promotion where, uh, if you sign up for the card and, and make your first transaction before the end of January, we'll give you 75 bucks on our platform that you can use to, uh, buy Bitcoin. So the card has been live since the summer. I've got some interesting stats to share with you, but, um, that's the card at a high level. Uh, it's still really the, the only premium card in the market right now. Um, that lets you, uh, you know, spin credit and earn Bitcoin. So I went back uh, and I looked at the rewards that I've been earning. And uh, you're going to correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think you earn, what is it, uh, three or 4% for the first like 90 days and then one and a half percent after that? That's right. Three and a half percent for the first 90 days, one and a half percent on every transaction after that. Okay. So those numbers, they seem like kind of what I would consider normal credit card type returns, maybe on the higher end of, of a normal range. But you get paid in Bitcoin, and obviously Bitcoin's price has gone up, especially since over the summer when you guys launched it. And so at one point I went and I looked and I had earned 8% back on my purchases. And I was sitting there thinking to myself like, damn, every time I swipe this card, if I just keep thinking it's going to be some big percentage, whatever the percentage ends up being, 5% or you know 25%, uh, I'm going to spend more money. Like this is a problem. <laughs> and what I realized was there's really no other way to get outsized uh, kind of rebates or rewards other than you get paid in an asset that then appreciates in price, right? Like this has to be uh, on the actual, like almost like real return basis, the highest reward credit card uh, if Bitcoin continues to go up over time, right? Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's changing the game. Earning airline miles or cash back, you are guaranteed that over time, those rewards that you're getting are gonna be worth less. Um, and, you know, I believe, and I know you believe that if you're earning Bitcoin uh, regularly and you have a long-term, you know, time horizon, the Bitcoin's going to be worth more. So, you know, what that translates into for our cardholders is exactly what you described. Yes, it's a three and a half or a one and a half percent rate, like the day that you make the swipe. But over time, it becomes a much higher uh, effective cash back rate as Bitcoin, you know, appreciates in value. Um, so, you know, people are catching on to this. Like we've, we've done a few surveys, uh, with our card holding clients and we've gotten some interesting data out of them. First off in six months, since we launched the card, we're already on track for folks to spend $2 billion on the card in the first year. And already we've provided over 200 Bitcoin in rewards, uh, to our card holders, which is over, you know, $10 million at the current price. Um, furthermore, 90% of the folks that have the card uh, are still holding on to every Bitcoin reward that they receive. So we're enabling 
folks that want more Bitcoin to get it. They're holding on to it. Um, we're also making it easy for folks to, you know, come get their hands on Bitcoin when maybe, uh, you know, they haven't been as active in the market before and they're looking for an easy way to start earning Bitcoin. So we found that over two thirds of our cardholders are spending less on their traditional cash back cards and 50% of the folks that have the BlockFi card uh, are, are using it for more than 75% of their transactions now. Wow. So, all right. Uh, how do you guys release how many cards are actually out in the market yet? Like what's the last public number you've released? We're at about 75,000 cards uh, at the bottom of the funnel, meaning somebody has received the card, activated it and already made a purchase. Okay. So we got 75,000 cards kind of in people's hands, maybe is the way to kind of talk about it. And they're on track to spend $2 billion through this card, which uh, for people who don't know uh, what it it, from like a visa perspective, that's a great launch. That's a, like a market leading one. Is that average? How does that stack up against other types of cards that they've done? Yeah, Visa has been blown away. Our bank partners on the card have been blown away. It's like the they've called it the most enthusiastic credit card launch that they've ever seen. Um, And, you know, that's because folks uh, understand the value and they similar to you. Once they get the card and start using it, they see the Bitcoin price go up. They do the math and they, they get really excited about it. I mean, I know personally um, I'm doing all of my spending, uh, you know, on this card now, and uh, it, it's been a tremendous launch. You know, an average premium credit card monthly spend uh, Visa, Mastercard, or Amex is around fifteen hundred bucks. Right now, the average monthly spend on a BlockFi card is about three thousand. Got it. And then talk to us about this number, like 89, 90%, I think of people have not sold the Bitcoin that they've earned. John and I were talking about it earlier and we were just blown away by how big of a number that is. Like, what, what do you think feeds into that? It's just Bitcoin holders in general tend to hold it. It's all the training that you and your brothers give people watching the show. <laughs> hang on to your, hang on to your Bitcoin. But the other thing is, uh, you know, what BlockFi is probably most well known for is our interest account product. We were one of the first places in the world where you can hold Bitcoin on our platform and earn interest uh, on your Bitcoin in Bitcoin. So folks are earning these rewards from spending on the card. That Bitcoin then goes into their interest account product and compounds even further because as your Bitcoin balance grows, you earn more interest on it uh, in that account. So, um, you know, the general behavior that we see on our platform is folks are net buyers of Bitcoin. They want to accumulate more Bitcoin. And this card is really just helping facilitate that. Um, and accelerate the trend that was already in place with our clients. Okay. And then talk to me about the difference between a personal credit card and a corporate card. These are only for individuals today, or can businesses also get them? Uh, Right now, it's just uh, for individuals. Um, Hopefully, you know, by the midpoint of next year, we'll have an option where you can get a card in the name of uh, your business. Awesome. Uh, and Joe, John, what questions do you guys have in terms of the credit card uh, and, and kind of this launch? It's just absolutely insane when you start looking at these numbers. Is there a wait list for the card now or no? Uh, no, there, there was a wait list uh, before launching. But if you hear anyone say, oh, yeah, I was on the wait list. You know, I don't know when my card's coming. The wait list period is over in our app or on our website. On our website now, you can, you know, two, three clicks, actually apply for the card, get approved. Um, and then receive it, uh, you know, in the mail a few days after that. Gotcha. Can you talk about the different rewards? So can you get, you can obviously get Bitcoin in return. Can you do cash back? Can you do other cryptocurrencies? And then like, what are people using it for? Yeah. So you can, you can select to earn your rewards in any of the 
cryptocurrencies or stable coins that are supported on our platform. So if you decide I'd rather be earning Ethereum this month or, you know, Uniswap or Litecoin, uh, or actually if I just want, you know, to increase my cash balance on the BlockFi platform where I earn 9% on the cash that I hold in the form of stable coins at BlockFi, uh, you can do that as well. Um, we see the vast majority of people uh, just stick with the Bitcoin option. Um, but we launched that, you know, flex rewards feature, uh, about six weeks ago. Um, and I think around uh, 15% of people have, have elected to, you know, get the rewards in a different currency, uh, than Bitcoin so far. So I've got a bunch of questions coming in from the chat. I'll just kind of fire them off at you and you, uh, you answer, uh, first sure. is, uh, us versus international markets, uh, the card itself, where is it available? And if it's not available in some markets, do you have any sort of timeline for when that will become available? Yeah. So it's only available in the U S market today in every state, except New York. Um, we intend to launch a, uh, a card that will be available outside the U S probably starting with uh, Canada and as many Western European markets as, as we can get um, in the second half of next year. Got it. People are asking uh, in terms of interest rates in the interest bearing uh, accounts, help folks understand, actually, I think it's one of probably the biggest misconceptions is how those interest rates actually get determined and why they are variable in nature. Uh, sure. So um, if you go to blockfi.com slash rates, uh, you can always see our rates. Uh, we you know only change the rates on our platform uh, once a month. Um, which is very different uh, versus like DeFi, for example, where the rates are, you know, variable 24 seven and could, you know, increase or decrease in a short amount of time. So we change the rates once a month and we, you know, set and, and manage the rates based on market conditions. And the market conditions in this context is really the institutional and retail borrowing market for dollars uh, and for cryptocurrencies. Um, so directionally speaking, when the cryptocurrency market <clears throat> is bullish, we see a greater demand to borrow dollars. And when the cryptocurrency market is bearish, we see a greater demand to borrow cryptocurrencies. Um, so you'll see us, you know, directionally speaking, when the market gets really bullish, decreasing the rates we offer on cryptocurrencies and increasing the rates we offer on dollars. And when the market gets bearish, the reverse, you'll see us decreasing rates on dollars and increasing rates uh, on cryptocurrencies. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Uh, there's some questions around when people will be able to pay off the credit card balance using USDC or other stable coins versus fiat. Yeah, so let's talk about the roadmap uh, for the card. So the card's great already, but we have you know a lot of uh, new features that we want to uh, introduce uh, on the card. And we're hoping to knock all of these out in the first half of next year. Um, the three new things that we want to introduce to the card are um, a, a merchant partner program where you'll get a higher cash back rate at select, uh, you know, premium merchants that want to, you know, advertise to, uh, you know, our, our universe of, of card holders. So imagine instead of getting one and a half percent cash back at, um, you know, Best Buy, you're getting 10% cash back uh, or at Amazon, you're getting 5% cash back. Not to say that those are specific retailers that we'll be coming out with, but that type of concept. So higher cash back rates at select merchants is coming. Um, being able to pay off your balance with stable coins that you hold at BlockFi is coming. Uh, and we're also planning on launching a roundup feature uh, where if you want to, you can select an option to, uh, round up every transaction that you make on the card to the nearest dollar and have that, uh, you know, round up amount also get converted into Bitcoin uh, on your regular reward cycle. 
Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Once you have the card in people's hands, how quickly you can iterate and kind of add all of this functionality. And uh, um, obviously, as an investor in the business, uh, I, I'll say it. I don't know if you're allowed to say it, but uh, you just make it better and better over time. Right. And it's like, if you keep doing that, then it serves, uh, serves customers well. Uh, there's a ton of people asking about regulation. I'm going to leave this as open-ended as I possibly can uh, and just let you take the floor. But what's going on from a regulatory standpoint, at least what you're allowed to say publicly? Sure. I mean, look, um, obviously we're in a, we're in a massive, uh, you know, a massive education period and a very critical uh, moment in time for not just BlockFi, but the broader crypto industry in terms of regulation. We've seen a hearing at the House. We've seen a hearing at the Senate. Uh, there's questions about stable coins. There's questions about whether our interest account products or things in the DeFi market are securities or not. Um, and, you know, we're kind of at the forefront of uh, receiving some regulatory attention uh, and working to, you know, help protect our clients uh, you know, right to earn interest on their on their cryptocurrency and stable coins and, you know, on the BlockFi platform, leveraging our, you know, risk management and uh, kind of trusted brand that we've built up over the years. Um, and also trying to work with regulators to help them uh, understand what's going on, you know, create appropriate structures. Um, and it's it's not uh, the most fun part of my job, but but we are making good progress, and I'm feeling optimistic. Um, for anyone that wasn't, you know, following along in the news, last this past summer, about five months ago, BlockFi received a cease and desist order from New Jersey, and then followed by a couple of other states, suggesting that we need to stop signing up new clients for our interest account product. Uh, fortunately, as a result of the conversations that we've been having with uh, regulators. Um, None of those orders have gone into effect, and, and I'm, you know, really confident and, and hopeful that uh, early next year we'll be able to uh, come out and talk publicly and share information with with everyone in terms of uh, what the conclusion uh, will be on these regulatory conversations. But in any case, BlockFi's objective is to do what's best for our clients. Uh, we think that means, you know, protecting and advocating for their right to earn interest uh, on cryptocurrencies. We think we can do that in a safe, sound, and, and perfectly compliant manner with any and all existing regulations. And that's what we're working on. But um, this is an interesting moment in time. You know, I'm sure I, I'm sure y'all talked about uh, what's happening at these hearings. And, um, you know, ultimately, I think uh, there's a positive element to all of this, which is that, hey, this industry that, you know, we at BlockFi, you, Pomp, and so many others have, you know, been working so hard on building and, and growing and advocating for is now big enough that we're getting this, you know, federal level attention in the U.S. There will be some things that change. There will be some clarity provided, uh, and, and what we're fighting for is is to make that as uh, you know constructive and positive for the industry as it possibly can be. Yeah, I, I think your um, kind of insight into the idea that uh, one we've gotten to this point, like that's pretty incredible, uh, it is uh, often lost in the conversation. Uh, and then two also is, I, I do think that um, you bring somewhat of a optimist uh, view to this, where a lot of people bring a pessimistic view, which is when there is a conversation, which essentially is happening right now among um, almost every single one of the largest companies in the industry, from what I know, uh, and regulators or politicians, even central bankers to some degree, uh, you can either look at it as an opportunity to educate, or you can look at it as an opportunity to be attacked, right? And I think that uh, those two different mindsets will ultimately determine how a lot of people kind of, uh, you know, um, interact here. And, and, you know, frankly, I, I'm pretty bullish on the people who are educating because we've seen um, in some of the recent hearings, uh, politicians 
you know, two, three years ago, the questions uh, from a, an accuracy standpoint and maybe a, an enthusiasm standpoint uh, don't look like they look now, right? I think now is uh, uh, people kind of say, hey, you know what? Like, I, I think I tweeted, I was like, I think these people are going to get uh, kind of red pilled. Like, like they're going to see like, Oh wait, this is what these technologists see as an opportunity. And, uh, it just takes time. Right. So, so I think that's awesome. And, and you guys are doing great work there. Yeah. Uh, Look at the end of the day, at the end of the day, optimism, forward thinking and, and technology win. right? We can think that we're playing a game of cops and robbers, but the reality is like in America, <clears throat> we're all on the same team. Um, and, and crypto is not an issue that's about Democrat or Republican uh, or, um, you know, is it good or is it bad? It's here. It's not going anywhere. It's a new technology, just like every other new technology that we've benefited from so greatly in the U.S. in terms of having the biggest companies built here uh, and, you know, our economy helping to facilitate these things. We should be doing that with crypto. And, and that's a message that I think everyone gets. It's just a matter of um, education. But I agree with you. Like three or four years ago, if the conversation even happened, the questions would be so outlandish and reflect a fundamental mis misunderstanding. Now there are legitimate advocates yes. across many parts of government who are very well educated. There's a lot of people still on the fence, still educating themselves and, and trying to develop their view. Um, and there's a few that are just out in left field, but that's the minority, uh, you know, and um, we're, we're going to end up in a good spot and the industry is going to keep growing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I've got two more questions for you and then we'll let you go. Uh, first is uh, you guys, when you launched this credit card, had a massive marketing campaign, billboards, airports, you know, bus. I mean, just everything. It seemed like uh, BlockFi was everywhere. Uh, I think one of the things that has changed is that one, companies are big enough to do that. Two, they're sophisticated enough. How did you guys think about, you know, should we just like run Facebook ads versus do what's more of kind of like an analog marketing campaign like that? And then how do you think of uh, that marketing campaign as part of the success? Like how integral was it uh, of the card success that you've seen so far? Yeah, so generally we try to be super data-driven uh, in our marketing, which um, generally means less, you know, out of home advertising uh, and more kind of, you know, digital uh, channels where you can measure things really effectively. We were just so amped up about the credit card launch and wanted to kind of, you know, poke fun at that airline miles that we were like, we're going to, we're going to test a big out of home campaign at airports and, you know, train stations. And, um, you know, the direct data that, that we gleaned from that uh, doesn't really, you know, didn't really support us continuing to do it at large scale. Uh, but I'm sure there were some, you know, qualitative uh, brand effects that uh, that we got from it that, you know, are hard to measure, but but really valuable to uh, to our business. For sure. And the last question is a lot of people are asking, uh, we talked about kind of what's coming for the credit card next. Are there other products, other services, things that you're thinking about for the overall business? If you kind of just zoom out and think of the BlockFi business in totality, what, what else is coming in 2022 or 2023? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, look, our, our big focus is uh, on the retail side of the platform is um, payments. Uh, that means a few things, enhancements to the credit card product, launching a debit card product, uh, and, and adding more, you know, payment channels so that our clients in the U.S. or around the world can more easily move money onto and off of our platform. And then on the institutional side of our platform, we're really focused on trading. Um, we expanded into, you know, real-time spot markets this year. We'll be adding derivatives next year for our institutional clients. Maybe some of that will trickle through to the retail platform. Um, we're going to be adding a lot of uh, cryptocurrencies that folks can uh, trade early next year. Um, and I think we'll be doing some interesting things with uh, kind of crypto native functionality like staking, 
and, and potentially even DeFi over time. So there's no shortage of things to work on. So I used to say all the time, uh, long Bitcoin, short the bankers. I feel like now I should be like long BlockFi, short the bankers as well. I feel like you guys have now entered into that realm. So uh, I'm obviously a huge fan of what you guys are doing. And uh, it's been pretty incredible to watch this whole thing get built. You guys are doing a great job. And uh, we'll definitely have to bring you back again as you continue to progress. Where can we send people to find you on the internet? Because my favorite thing, by the way, hold on. I actually got to tell this to you. I'm going to say this publicly. My favorite thing that Zach tweets is when prices go down, book it. 25, uh, 0.25 Bitcoin Qu- purchase. Bitcoin for coming sure. Out coming for sure. Sure. I know this. I see it all the time. <laughs> Every time. I, I, I stole it from you, Pump. I'm still trying to find this. Uh, yeah, that's my Twitter. I'm at BlockFi Zach. Our corporate handle is at BlockFi. Uh, BlockFi.com is the website. We're in every app store uh, with the BlockFi app. Um, I still want to find this video, Pump. Y'all need to get your, your research team or you know one of your brothers to uh, find the CNBC video. We have here. it. You have it? Yeah, we'll send it to you. We have it. it I'm I'm waiting. That's what I'm thinking of every time. You went on CNBC. We were coming from like, you know, we were somewhere on the path from 20K down to 3K. And and they were and you were just like, I'm buying it. I've been buying it all the way down. I'm going to keep buying it no matter how low it goes. And they were like, oh, really, Pomp? All the way down? And you were like, all the way down. And then like, there's like laser, you know, it's like all the stuff. And uh, that's what I think of. But look, I'm... From the, before I started BlockFi, I, I view this as a long-term, uh, you know, asset that's going to produce tremendous risk-adjusted returns. The data proves that out. Before I invested, since I've invested, um, you don't have to overcomplicate it. Uh, if you just buy and you can, you know, be strong enough to not freak out when the inevitable volatility that you know this asset class has comes around, you're going to do phenomenal. And um, uh, I, one way I try to remind people of that is just like in those moments where you might be getting a little nervous, I'm like, I'm buying. <laughs> <laughs> that, that tends to be a pretty good time, right? When prices go down, the, there's uh, somebody who once told me like, uh, maybe it was uh, Mark Yusko. So I, I forget who told me this, but uh, they said, uh, never sell on big days down, right? Like like the panic sell, like if it's down 10%, like that's a clear signal, like you're not allowed to sell today, right? And in fact, it's probably don't, actually don't the better. Don't sell on down days and don't buy on up days. Exactly. You got it, man. All right, listen, thank you so much for doing this. If uh, folks haven't gone and checked out the BlockFi credit card, I've dropped the link in the chat. Go check that out. And uh, Zach, we'll definitely have to bring you back in the new year. So if we don't talk, have a uh, great holidays and uh, long BlockFi, short the bankers. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, later, buddy. Happy holidays.